Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. All right, so we're talking about the, uh, the comeback, turning your setbacks to come back today, and I have some amazing guests, if you miss me saying this, uh, Dr. Colleen Hawthorne, 
Amy Van Slambrook. Then I have Al Pacino, who's a friend of mine. He'll be coming on later. And Dr. Ryan Clemens. And then Dr. Colleen Hawthorne will come on uh, here in just a minute. And she'll bring on another friend a little later on. But uh, when I think about it's time for your comeback, number one, you have a plan, which is a scheme, a blueprint, an idea. You have the promise for that plan, which is the pledge, commitment, the potential. You got to have the principles, which is the philosophy, the truth, the theory that serves as a foundation. You're always going to have problems, which is your issue, your situation, your trouble, your difficulty, but you have to be persistent. That is determination, endurance, perseverance, and staying power. Okay, so let's talk to Dr. Colleen Hawthorne. Dr. Hawthorne, how are you doing this morning? Tim, good morning. Doing awesome, awesome. So good to be with you as always. Uh-oh, his Tim, internet might Tim may yeah, I think the internet just went up, but I, I just modded Dr. Colleen Hawthorne so she could be a little bit more to the top. Dr. Colleen, how are you doing today? Oh, I hey, see Hey, Alexander, so good to see you. Just love your energy. Yes, Tim oh, will probably pop back in momentarily. So now, Dr. Hawthorne, if I go in and out, we're so close to each other, then just jump in and help, okay? Absolutely, we'll okay, do. Okay, so we're talking about the comeback, as you know, because we've been working together for so many years, that you have a plan, you have a promise, you have principles, problems arise, but you have to be persistent, okay? And so talk to us about the problem stage in people's life, which is your issue, your situation, the trouble, the difficulty, and let people know we are all going through something. Lead Tim, you know, at any given time, we are all, every one of us going through something that we may call a problem, right? We may call a circumstance, an issue, a setback. That's everyone. And I'm saying that, you know, being in this field of mental health, I mean everyone. And so to really look at it that way helps us then to say, okay, what am I going to do about this issue? There are solutions to every problem. That's how we're designed. That's the divine blue. Okay, so I know you love Maya Angelou like I do. She says, all great achievements require time. You may encounter many defeats, all of us have, but you must not be defeated. I heard a sermon last week by T.D. Jakes, and he was talking about fight the good fight of faith, but I'd never heard it spoken like this because he got into how many times the Apostle Paul was defeated you know, we like to look at every woman of God and every man of God like they just won, won, won. It's like that song, Dr. Colleen. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> but T.D. Jakes was talking in the sermon about the Apostle Paul being defeated many times, but yet he kept rising back up. So talk to me a little bit about sometimes life will seem like it's defeating you, but we can still learn and get back up. Yeah, Tim, that makes me think, uh, you know, what I say a lot to my clients, you know, we're all in this ring of life, if you will, right? Like a fighting ring. And so you're going to, you know, get jabbed, right? You may be able to duck some of those jabs. You can, you know, slip and fall, or you can get hit so hard that it knocks you to the mat. And then the question at that point is, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay down and throw the fight? 
Am I going to, you know, decide to get up and keep fighting? We all have the decision to make. And hopefully we have the right people around us, right? The right traders around us, people, friends and family say, get back up. Come on, we're cheering for you and to put you on that right path to get in that fight again. We're you all are in flow, the you are in of flow today. You're in the flow because you're going exactly where I'm headed. So you know my points. I say that when people have a setback, many times they sit in it, okay? Many times they settle in it. So they, they make a compromise, they make a concession, they accept that place and they just settle. Maybe you got divorced, you know, even 10 years ago and some of you have settled in the setback or you struggle with addiction and so now you decided to be a discount version of yourself, but that's not how God sees you. But some people sit in a setback, some people settle, some people cement themselves in the setback, okay? Which they try to make it permanent. So it's a temporary problem that you make it permanent in your mind and in your actions, but you don't have to sit, settle, or cement. And then I say that while you're feeling your sting of your setback, God is preparing your comeback. Amy Van Slambrook, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Tim, thank you. It's so good to be here. Am I motivating you at all today? I don't think you could not motivate me, Tim. <laughs> Just That's your presence. You wouldn't have to say anything and I would feel lit up and motivated and encouraged and all the good things. Well, one of the reasons I like bringing you guys great minds on with you and Dr. Colleen Hawthorne um, is because you guys provide a different vantage point many times than I bring. And uh, we've, we've done other platforms together and seen a lot of people's lives get changed. But Amy, when I talk about this idea of, you know, you have a plan, you have a promise, you have the principles, then we have the problems. The problem is the issue, the situation, the trouble, the difficulty. And why do you think people have such a hard time getting through the problem stage? You know, I think because um, as I've learned, the brain really loves the familiar, right? And we have this, what's called the negativity bias. So we're kind of born with the brain latching on to negative things. And it's, it's there for good reason. It's there to keep us safe. It's there to protect us. And God gave it to us in order to help us survive. And yet we can get really addicted to that because when the brain is paying attention to the problem, it's also emitting all kinds of chemicals like cortisol and we get locked in that fight or flight. And I saw a lot of people through the pandemic really get locked into fight or flight and not know how to get out. You know, suddenly the brain thinks if I pay more attention to this problem, I'll stay safer and I'll keep you protected. But instead what we found through, you know, God's instructions about manifesting positive things in our life, manifesting miracles, which is all over the goodness of your book. You know, it's really about having the faith to step out of what feels familiar in the short term into what feels more risky in the long term, but will actually help you get out of the problem. Okay, I love it. So we're gonna open it up in a little while, let people talk and ask us questions. But Amy, as you heard me talking with Dr. Colleen, and um, I talked about sitting in the setback, settling, cementing yourself in that setback. And um, I also 
often talk about three levels of living. You're almost, most, and utmost. And I feel like when you decide to settle or you just let life kind of knock the shout out of you, that you get you can get stuck in that almost place in life. And that almost means not quite, nearly, sort of. And I will I will be honest. I think in the last two years, I've seen a lot of great friends get stuck in an almost place. And I did not believe that particular friend would do that. So Dr. Colleen, tell me a little bit about your experiences with this, with people being hit by life. And it seems that they are at least temporarily setting for an almost life. Yes, Tim. You know, part of the thing that happens when people get stuck in that almost place, right, as you, you call it, something happens and they kind of get stuck, is because they either don't know those steps to really maneuver, to process, manage, and get through, or, you know, they have forgotten some steps, uh, or they don't have those right people around them at that critical time, you know, to nudge, to remind them. And like uh, Dr. Slambrook is saying, you know, we are created, our brains really uh, foster and facilitate everything we do. And so the decisions we make are critical, first of all, to kind of instruct that brain, nudge it which way to go. We may be designed where there's a bent to the negativity. However, you know, we know about this thing, neuroplasticity. Fancy word just simply neuro means brain and plasticity means it can move, it can, re can reshape it. So when we have the right steps, the first acknowledgement, I got hit. We cannot, you know, be in denial about that. The second, getting to that phase of, of acceptance and pause. The problem is sometimes, Tim, when we are pausing, we get stuck there. You can't park there. Like you said, don't get cemented there. And that's where people get stuck sometime in that almost place, you know, pausing or getting stuck in park <laughs> instead of moving, you know, to the next stage. I love that. So, um, Amy, what would you add to what she said? I loved her first word she used is the process. And, Amy, I know a lot of your teaching and helping people work through trauma is there is a process that we have to walk through. When you when you hear uh, Dr. Colleen talking about the process, what goes to your mind? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always great to be on the stage with Dr. Colleen because she shares so much wisdom. You know, I think oftentimes we think it's going to feel different when we're in the process of getting out of that almost place. We think that it's going to feel more smooth than it actually does. And I think I see a lot of people in that dilemma of, is this resistance as I'm moving out of the almost place? Or is this just a natural thing that happens when we get out of that stuckness? You know, and so I think it really is helping people learn, just as Dr. Colleen said, what the process is and helping them know that, you know, it doesn't feel good when you break cycles in your family at first, but it sure does on the other side. It's not going to feel comfortable when you're getting out of the almost place because it's new, but it is about trusting that you know inside if you're around the right people and have those powerful partnerships in your life, wisdom flowing in your life and you take their hand. Nobody can do this alone. None of us can get out of an almost place alone. I certainly never did. Um, and if I tried, it was pretty futile.
I love what you're saying. So I'm going to give an illustration. When I was a kid, I got some shiny white new tennis shoes. So little Timmy from Compton, I was seven years of age, and I got these shiny white tennis shoes. Dr. Colleen, can you picture this already? I want to just know. I see little Timmy with those shiny shoes. Yes. Okay. But here's the problem, Dr. Colleen. I got a scuff on them. And what had happened is that uh, I was outside and I just somehow got a scuff on them. And it was the first day I got them. I was so frustrated. And I feel like that's how a lot of people feel about their lives. Like they had this plan. Okay. Then they have the promise of the plan coming through. Then they have the principles. Then the problems arise, and sometimes the problems body slammed them. And I think many times in the problem stage that people get themselves in even deeper problems because you start to run for a refuge rather than the refuge. So a lot of people that I life coach that get involved in addiction and cause themselves more harm is that it was in the problem stage that they ran to a refuge rather than the refuge, meaning God. And then somehow you have to find this persistence, the determination, the endurance, the perseverance, the staying power. Now, Amy Van Slambrook talked about the importance of partners. And Dr. Colleen, take us a little deeper into that, the importance of partnering with power. Kim, Tam, that is essential and really the key because there are people that have been through what we've been through already and gotten through it on the other side to victory. So they already know those steps. And those are the people you want to partner with. Those, whether you know them directly, find those people on social media until you can get you know, more directly to them. But who you choose, you need to be people that know, that are really gonna be focused on helping you and aren't gonna let you, gonna hold you accountable. You don't need people that are just gonna, yes, 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 you're right. People that are uh, knowledgeable, gonna hold you accountable, and Tim, this is critical, a safe space. People who are emotionally safe spaces for you to work through, to process, and that you can trust them to hold you accountable as, as well. Okay, so Dr. Colleen, I'm gonna go to you, then back to Amy. Help me out with this question. When people talk about mental health issues, because it's it's really uh, come to the forefront, you know, in, in such a big way in the last many years, but especially to me in the midst of this pandemic, when people talk about mental health issues, what does that mean? Tim, that's a great question. And really, I don't even use that term when I'm talking to my patients or clients or educating folks. I don't even use the term mental health. If you think about it, it's really a misnomer because what's going on with our brains and mind, your brain is an organ, just like any other organ in the body, the heart, the kidney, the lungs, and it can get sick too. So we cannot be putting it in its own little category of mental as if it's something spooky <laughs> it's all medical it's all medical so it's a physical condition your brain is affected at that time the brain houses the mind and so what's going on with the brain that's making the problems in terms of symptoms right like you would with any other medical uh, part of the body 
you have symptoms that say, hey, something's wrong, something's out of balance, something's broken, something needs to be fixed. It's the same thing. So it's all medical illness, right? The brain is involved when it is what we want to say mental, mental health or mental illness. Okay, so Dr. Colleen Hawthorne is a psychiatrist and one of the best in the world, no doubt about that. So Dr. Colleen, if I could just go there for a minute, because there's people that I life coach and then they they get diagnosed with, and they say they're bipolar, okay, or they have clinical depression. So when 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 people are diagnosed with, let's say, clinical depression, okay, what are some action steps that you usually take with your clients to try to get them to at least even themselves out or get even above water? What are some steps that you take? Sure, Tim. And so you ask about, you give the example of two medical conditions, bipolar disorder, uh, clinical depression, again, medical conditions, right? The brain, there's an imbalance in what's going on. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. It needs to be balanced out. And so the first step is always having a proper assessment, a proper diagnosis. Because Tim, these conditions, the symptoms can overlap. You know, and a lot of people want to play the, the psychiatrist that it's, it's dangerous. It's a medical situation. So in the case of depression, for example, some of the symptoms would be mood is usually in depression uh, low for a period of time. Technically, we say over two weeks and, and it's really not shifting. There's appetite. Uh, your appetite can be either too high or too low. Your sleep can be disturbed. It can be that you're sleeping too much or you have insomnia or you're waking up through the night. Uh, you also, it always, one of the big keys if it's really clinical depression is a lack of interest in your usual activity. Someone that's really not able to, you know, enjoy the things they used to do. There's also a lot of social isolation at times. There can be a lot of anxiety, a lot of irritability. So as I mentioned those, symptoms. As you see, those are some of the symptoms that could be there with bipolar disorder. It can be there when you're having a bad day, a bad week. So you need the proper assessment by a knowledgeable person to really hone in on what is the diagnosis, what's going on, because that then guides the proper intervention. I, I love this. So Amy Van Slambrook, um, why is it so important not to look just for perfection? You know, I was so bothered because I lost the perfection of my white tennis shoes <laughs> because of the scuff. And I think there's so many people that are listening right now that you've been bothered because you had certain ideals that you wanted to live by. And many of them were, were correct, but you went off a path and you had a setback. And Amy, I find a lot of people that I'm around, they kind of get stuck in places and they don't know how to get through. And they, they almost want to just settle because they're thinking, you know, I'm not that person anymore and I can't do what I used to do. So, you know, although we should go for the high standard, uh, talk to us about this 
this looking for perfection and how that's not always positive. Oh, absolutely, Tim. And aside from scuffs on white tennis shoes, which are their own sort of issue, I think it is discovering, and this was really what I discovered, that your perfection is your imperfection. That's where the beautiful pieces of your life and your soul and your impact and your presence really are. When you look at the most beautiful things in life, they're far from perfect, and that's what makes them so beautiful and why we can relate and why we can appreciate and yet I think so many put an enormous amount of pressure on themselves and hold themselves to uh, a standard of image and a standard of performance that far exceeds what most people are actually expecting of them. You know, I, I really like that and I think that from the biblical side of things that, that's what's made my life a lot better is that when you get into these ideas, like the Apostle Paul saying, for I have been crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. Or you get into another Apostle Paul, Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through what? Through Christ who gives me the strength. So when people ask me, like, how are you doing all these different projects? Really, I realize I'm a, I'm a God-made man. Like any of us, I have faults, flaws, failures, and um, I work on these things, but not just by going after them directly all the time, but just by building my faith, by building the right partners around myself, by keeping my principles in front of me. But, you know, there's, there's something beautiful about a wounded healer. So, so, Dr. Colleen, when I talk about a wounded healer, what comes to your mind? Oh, Tim. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is where I was, you know, many years ago. And actually, you know, when I, I met you at my church speaking, and I mean, I was a wounded physician, wounded coach, and you were able to have the insight and look and even tell me, listen, do you know people in the Bible, everyone that God used the most, you know, had wounds. And you really encouraged me to just walk through this season. <laughs> and so that was the first thought that came to mind. But absolutely. The other thing I think about is, if we think about it, sometimes people say, you know, Tim is so, uh, he's so empathic. He really gets it. Dr. Hawthorne really gets in there with you and understands. Same with Amy. When people, people often that have had the most wounding have gone through the most when you see those people and you can tell they are really people-centered, not ego-centered, they are really treating from the heart, that's a signal. They've been through some things and they say, when I get through this, I am going to help others. You know, and they are treating you from their very heart, their core, their soul. And you always want to look out for that when you are choosing folks that are going to help you and really help you to get to the other side. So powerful. So can somebody help uh, get a couple of my friends up here and then we're going to do some Q&A in a minute. So you're gonna see a name, Al Pacino. Tim, if yes. I may mention, um, our, our dear friend Isis Dejada is here. And I'm wondering, she she's known kind of as the Oprah of Clubhouse Master Moderator. Yeah, she's a Master Moderator. Yes, she may be um, willing to help us out for a bit if she's still here and able to stay till 10. I would love it. If she can come up, I'm a fan of hers. 
And, <laughs> hey, um, good morning, Tim. Good morning, Dr. Colleen. And good morning to the Breakfast with Champions family. I haven't been on the stage in such a long time. It's so nice to see all of you and to hear these wonderful conversations still going on. How are you? I'm doing good. So when you hear some of these things about like people have a promise of a great life and then they have the plan and the principles and then the problem stage hits and they kind of get stuck in an almost life, what, what goes through your mind? Maybe uh, one of your own stories or just seeing this in your friends or maybe family members about people getting stuck and maybe ways they can get out. What goes through your mind? Well, you know, Tim, when I, when I see people getting stuck, I, I think of myself, you know? I think we all have um, a sad story. We've had a sad story at some point in our life, but at, at, at some juncture, we're gonna have to make a decision that our life will be the sum of what's happened to us or our life will be the story that we write. So, you know, myself losing my mom when she was 57, losing my sister at 37, you know, you would think, gosh, how, how did this lady pull it all together? You know, getting hit by a drunk driver and nearly losing my life. But what I tell people is that, you know, you are going to write the end to your story and the things that happen to you are gonna make you stronger. So when I think about getting stuck, what it makes me think is it, it gets me excited because I know that the truth is you will fail your way to success. And all of the different failures and setbacks in your life are going to give you the, the wisdom and the experience you're gonna need to make it big. The biggest companies okay. in the world and the founders of them failed first. So I, I think you yeah. guys are just talking about some great stuff. I love that. And so when you, when you talk about this, I, I love it because it's with such conviction and you're, you're really, you know, um, helping us to realize we can get back up. So in your personality, is that more innate that you've always just been that powerful lady that got up or is this learned? You were educated this way or is it like a hybrid of both? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think, I think it's both. I, I was raised and, you know, my family didn't have much and I thank God for that tough upbringing. It made me strong. When I was in law school, so many people were failing out because they couldn't take the pressure. But I think when you grow up and you don't have much and you've always had to fight, I knew that was a big moment and I was going to fight. So I, I do believe it's something innate in me, but I do believe that it's something that I learned actually is a strength that's helped me in my life. Definitely. I love this. I would just... Uh, peeping over to see that you have almost about 68,000 followers on here. That's a lot of people that like you. And so if you're not following her yet, make sure and follow her right now. Also follow Dr. Colleen Hawthorne, who has a new book entitled, I know the title, but tell us. Vibrant Life Success, Tim. How Top Achievers Win Big in Work, Life, and Play. And I sell a lot of them because <laughs> when I'm coaching people, I have them go through that book. And Amy Van Slambrook, who's doing amazing things. Amy, what's what's the next thing you're doing? You do a lot of masterminds and a lot of coaching programs, group coaching, couple coaching. What do you have next? Well, I am so excited because I'm creating a safe space for CEOs and senior leaders, entrepreneurial women who really need a place where they can let their hair down, so to speak, have a shoulder to lean on, really do some deep healing work after the last two years and connect with a high level of high impact women who want the same sort of sacred space. So I am really excited to be providing that for people.
Amy, I love your content. Dr. Colleen, doesn't she have like the greatest pictures and the greatest font and the greatest colors? <laughs> My sister, Amy, she is just the bomb <laughs> all around. Uh, pe pe yeah, people love guys. you, Amy. So Aww. make sure to follow Amy Van Slambrook, Dr. Colleen Hawthorne, Isis. Take Isis number from 68,000 almost. Let's take it to oh, 78,000. Uh, can anybody find Al Pacino? He's, uh, he's up on somewhere. stage in my I'm on stage right now, Tim. Okay. So, uh, Al Pacino, how are you doing, my friend? Well, thank you very much. I'm doing very, very well this morning. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very And Dr. Very Ryan Clemens, is Dr. Ryan on? Somebody find Dr. Ryan Clemens. Al, what number is he, what name is he under today? He should be under Ryan, right? Uh, let me... Uh verify that if you see ryan clemens yeah i've invited him to speak tim he's great okay so ryan are you are you there ryan he's just yes, joined. i am thank you tim i was just invited up thank you so much all right so dr uh, ryan is a great friend so amy and and dr colleen and isis i think you guys are gonna just enjoy this so we talk about the power partnership and i met al pacino and this particular Al Pacino is not the actor. Is that correct, Al? Uh, I think so. I think uh, 35 years in healthcare and medical research, not the actor. Okay. But just for a moment, tell me the story you told the other day so these people can hear it. Because I said, what is one of your favorite? We were waiting for Al Pacino, but it wasn't the same Al Pacino. And you talked about <laughs> you were headed somewhere with your family. And what happened? Tell, tell the story in two minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so me and uh, 10 other friends and family back about 15 years, 15 years ago, had a connecting flight in, I believe it was Atlanta. So uh, the pilots somehow wanted to hold the plane back uh, because they wanted to meet this Al Pacino and they didn't want to miss the opportunity. So as soon as uh, me and the 10 other friends and family got to the gate, they were so disappointed when they found out who this Al Pacino was. However, literally, it was it was very funny when uh, uh, we got into the plane and a flight attendant still wanted to ask me for my autograph. It's good to be Al Pacino. So, so Dr. Hawthorne, I, I want you to hear what Al has to say, because I think that he, um, he and his group and um, also our doctor, they've come up with something that's very, very interesting. So Al Pacino is a president of an amazing group, uh, Blue Cloud. They have over 2 million members. So when I say over 2 million members, in what kind of members is that, uh, Al? Yeah, so it's uh, 2 million members in the healthcare and uh, clinical research industry. Okay, 2 yeah. million members. And so, so you and Dr. Ryan Clemens and some other amazing leaders, uh, you, you have a heart for people that are having setbacks. And so I have here in my notes that you have designed something, created something to help us. And tell us a little bit about what you guys designed to help us. Because Amy uh, helps people one way, I do. Dr. Colleen, Isis helps people another way. I see my friend Rick McDaniel who wrote a book on the comeback. And when I do part two of this, I'd like to bring him on next time. But uh, Al, what have you guys created that could actually help us turn our setbacks to comebacks? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, 
I would love to, you know, I give you every every colleague here on the uh, on the uh, on this meeting today a quick background on who I am because I've I've always lived in the healthcare and clinical research ecosystem. So, uh, and as um, I am blessed to um, to be the founder of Blue Cloud, a um, Blue Cloud is a global membership based organization, as Tim mentioned, of over two million healthcare and clinical research professionals. Many of you have seen these individuals on TV. Those are the nurses that are in the front lines given you know, COVID-19 shots. Those are the physicians that are putting their lives uh, you know, ahead of their patients. So I love the, uh, you know, the concept uh, of applying promise principles, focusing on, focusing on you know, identifiable problems and challenges in our lives. And that's what we do at Blue Cloud. So, um, Totailing off of uh, you know Tim's uh, you know faith plan promise and uh, principles, so um, Blue Cloud members for 35 years literally have been focusing on developing solutions to medical challenges, taking Dr. Hawthorne's words, uh, using scientific methods and clinical research trials in every uh, therapeutic area, every healthcare-based therapeutic area. Uh, as an example that we're going to be talking about today uh, is the, in the CNS world, uh, we all have medical healthcare challenges. Some some of us call them mental challenges, like uh, you know depression, anxieties, stress, fatigue, burnout, sadness, and even loneliness. Uh, it is well known that over 75% of the world population does not want to tell other people friends, families, that they're depressed, sad, anxious, stressed out, fatigued, exhausted, or lonely. So we invented what is today called a digital MindMe companion. It's an app that is free to everybody in the world, focusing, scientific app, we've been working on it for 15 years, focusing on these different challenges, and the timing is just right. Okay, amazing. So just hear what he just said. So it's Al Pacino talking. And he said, for 15 years, they've been working on this project. 15 years. And we'll be, yeah, and we'll be talking more about that, the MindMe app. But 15 years, and then now it's manifested, and it's manifested at a time where it is essential. So, Dr. Colleen, when, when you hear about this, what goes to your mind? And do you have a question for Al Pacino about what this is? Oh, my, Tim, what goes through my mind is for such a time as this. Uh, Al Pacino, great to meet you. Obviously, he and his team, like many of us, you know, got this information years ago that not only is there a lot of need now in mental health, but it is going to explode. People probably looked at us like, what are they talking about? Here it is. And so starting 15 years ago and even before to start to put these systems in place and now to have them in a way that they are applicable today, um, just commend him for that. Look forward to working with you, supporting any way I can. Absolutely. And I loved Al Pacino, how you continue to, to stress as, as I did earlier, you know, medical, this is all medical rather than so much saying mental illness medical conditions, because that really will help with the stigma, to decrease the stigma and prevent people, those greater than 70% of the population, as you just said, that don't want to tell anyone they have these problems. At any given time, we all do. They're medical conditions involving the brain. So thank you so much for all you do 
and for highlighting the need to decrease the stigma through talking about these medical challenges, which truly that's what they are. I love it. Uh, Amy Van Slambrook, any thoughts about what they are doing over with Blue Cloud and using their money to do it and making this free? And believe me, it costs a lot of money to create. Well, absolutely, Tim. And I, I think what's amazing, um, and Al Pacino, you may not be the actor, but you have your own sort of celebrity and following your passion. And I think it's it shows just the persistence it takes over 15 years to have this kind of vision, not knowing what's ahead, not knowing that we would encounter the pandemic. And I just love what's being emphasized here about the, the medical nature of what we have made a moral issue and, a, and an intentional issue that really is biological. And it takes that burden again off of the perfectionism that we talked about earlier so that people feel it's accessible and that they are human, they are loved, they are accepted and valued as they are working through the challenges because we all are in our own ways. Yes, and you know, to to all of you guys that are my friends, we're we're all dialoguing, and so many of you on the platform, we know we know each other today. You know, I I deal with so many people that are struggling deeply, and I've had so many people over the last many years that have committed suicide, and they told me, Tim, I'm going to take my life if it doesn't get any better, and I could not believe it. They took their life, and it's not just a few. And in, in doing what we do, guys, and being in the trenches, believe me, it can, it can sap you. It can hit you in such a way. So if, if you feel the tone of this conversation is lively, happy, joyful, but also serious, it's because we're living in serious times. People are losing their jobs. People don't know what's next. People are overwhelmed. People don't know, are we still supposed to be six feet apart? <clears throat> or do I wear my mask, not wear my mask? Should I get vaccinated? Should I get the booster? Should I not get anything? And they're really wondering. So I want to bring in Dr. Ryan Clemens, who's my buddy. Uh, Ryan, what role do you play on this uh, new Mind Me app? And tell me a little bit about this Mind Me app and how we can be involved in getting this app. Absolutely. So I am the co-founder of the Mind Me Corporation. I also serve as the chief medical officer. Um, and the, what makes this health app different from any other app out there is the use of a newly validated medical scale focused on mental health called the Self-Management Self-Test, or the SMST. And many of those 15 years, as we discussed, uh, that we've been working on this, uh, were actually spent uh, developing and also um, getting this app to go through a, a clinical trial. So Dr. Peter Wiemeyer, who is a psychiatrist out of Germany, uh, was able to make this first of its kind self-assessment, use it in a, in a study, scientifically validate it, have the study peer reviewed, and then publish it in a scientific journal called the DIA. Now the scale is just only five questions and it has been tested against and to be proven as effective as many standardized diagnostic scales that we use today to simply assess for five separate mental health disorders. And that is depression, anxiety, stress, fatigue, and burnout. 
So what this scale allows an individual to do is to first self-assess themselves and then use their result as a conversation starter. And then depending on that assessment, they can make a decision for themselves on what their path forward uh, should be and is right for them. And I do want to make sure that I reiterate that what we want this scale to be is a conversation starter. We want uh, an individual to then take their result and then if they need it, seek professional help or, or choose a different path that's right for them as well. Well, well said. So Dr. Hawthorne, I need your help. Okay. So I was in a seminar last night by a lady who's become very well known in talking about crypto and Bitcoin and NFTs. And it was quite an amazing seminar with some amazing people. And my, many of the concepts that she talked about were just kind of blowing my mind. And it's like, you mean I can't just operate with $20 bills out of my wallet anymore? Because <laughs> they were talking about all these things that were beyond my head. And it was a little bit beyond my head. So when, when Al Pacino and Dr. Ryan talk about this idea, can you tell us how this really can be helpful, even in the midst of the way we've been doing things? Tam, these tools are so timely for now. And really, I, I love what uh, Ryan Clemens was just sharing, a conversation starter. We've needed this so long. How do we help people to just really, how do we help to kind of normalize, if you will, the fact that people have these things going on, their mood, anxiety, sleep disturbance. How can we normalize this? Just like we ask folks, listen, you know, uh, I notice you're coughing. Can I help you with that? Or you're out from work. There are ways for us to bring this into the mainstream. This is what at any given time, you know, one out of five people is dealing with a, a mental health symptom or condition, right? And so that tool is going to just help so much more with us needing to be able to have these conversations. How do we start them? And then the steps that folks can look at or their loved ones to say, okay, this would be next. Call this person, do this. Brilliant. I, I love this. So uh, Al Pacino, you got to talk about how me and you got connected and give like the two minute version because we have 12 minutes left and I wanna get more in about what you guys are doing. But uh, your, your wife was on an airplane and then what happened? No, yes, we were actually on, on the way to Hawaii on a vacation in the middle of this pandemic back uh, about a year ago, as a matter of fact. And I was very upset uh, because I am the, you know, kind of like a perfectionist, I like to think so as a scientist. By the way, uh, just to give you a quick, quick background, I'm a biologist, I'm a military veteran, I'm, and I'm a 16-year head and neck cancer survivor, so I have a passion for what I do. So with that passion comes you know, stress, and uh, so unfortunately, the stress gets, uh, gets, uh, bleeds over into your family members. And so my wife was right next to me, and she was reading this American, uh, American Airlines magazine, and she saw this article that was written by this person named Tim Story. I didn't know Tim Story. So she said, well, read this article. So I did read it and I said, wow, this is fantastic. This is, this is really what we need to use as a type of intervention for this Mind Me app that we're actually developing. And this was over a year, I, uh, again, a year ago. 
And so um, I, it took me about a couple of months, but uh, I was able to get in touch with Tim. And uh, from there on, I flew to Los Angeles and, uh, and I got together with him and his team. And we thought this was incredible. It would change the world. And what a privilege. And so now you're utilizing me and what role am I playing on, on the app? I am actually on the app. Yes, absolutely. So basically, remember that 75% of us in the world population don't want to even speak to any, any human, really, friends, family, because of, uh, you know, because of their religion, socioeconomic status, political affiliation. They just don't, or, or, or just because they're ashamed of telling people that they're, you know, they have a, some type of um, medical mental challenge. So we invented the Mind Me app, which is basically a Mind Me companion app. So Mind Me companions are digital companions that, uh, that uh, enable you to basically have a digital companion. And one of the digital companions that can speak to you is Tim. So you have Tim's story in your pocket <laughs> or, or in your purse. Well, Tim's story in your pocket. That sounds awesome. Well, Lieutenant Lundy, I love your voice. And listen, how how thin are you going to get? I was watching you on Instagram. I thought that brother is looking so spelt. <laughs> how 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 much more are you losing more weight or just getting more tone or what are you doing? You're looking super handsome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Tim. I have lost a little bit of weight and I think that uh uh, I'm just staying busy, you know. It's a, it's a it's a busy season, and so the one thing I can control is that that little run, and that's where I that's where I create that space for my mind to be able to do the things that uh, you know the doctors are talking about here today. Just making sure that we got that that we can do that check in because it can be a stressful uh, stressful season as you're building companies and doing all the different things, and and so uh, and as a result of needing that space for my mind, my body is benefiting. I love it. So, Glenn, when you thought about like creating the space with Breakfast with Champions, it's gone far above what any of us ever thought. But that's you know God's style in all of our lives that are in Him. Uh, this is a great conversation, isn't it? Of turning your setbacks to comebacks. But we're talking about we're not by ourselves. You know, back in the day, mostly for men, it was like figure it out yourself. So, Glenn, tell us a little bit of why you're excited that even as men, we're becoming more vulnerable and saying, I need help. Yeah, I think that it's such a, you know, important evolution of humanity that we get away from the whole, you know, bottle your feelings up, push all of those things down, hoo-ha, roo-rah, you've got to be a man, those types of things. And, and now that we have technology that is bringing, like, we're bringing people together at a massively rapid rate, right? Breakfast of Champions has been able to give us access to thought leaders from around the world, different perspectives, different opinions, different belief systems, all of those things. And so as we're expanding, we're starting to realize how much more alike we really are, men, women, black, white, all of those things. I feel like we're starting to realize that human is human and the more uh, authentic we can be in our humanity, the better it is overall. I love this. So, Glenn, I talk about in turning your setbacks to comebacks. Number one, you have to become awake. Number two, you take inventory. Thirdly, you partner with power. 
And that's something I know from your own testimony that when you were in the midst of some setbacks in your life, tell us the importance of reaching out and partnering with power. Man, there's, you know, you, you can go the long way, you can go the, the, the short way, right? You can, you, can, you can try to do this thing alone. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some that maybe have made that journey that way. Uh, I don't know of any. <laughs> or you can, you can take the shortcut and just get around, you know, get around those that are doing the things you know you can do that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. And so it's almost like a, a life hack, man. I actually have it set up in my day, uh, my day-to-day schedule now where, you know, it's a priority that I ask at least one person for help every single day. Every single morning before I even get out the door, I ask for help in different areas. And by doing that, we not only not only do we receive, but we allow others to serve, right? And when others get the opportunity to serve, they become empowered as well. So it's such a, a, an interesting, um, it's such an interesting energetic exchange when we can put the ego aside, right? Get rid of the ego ask for help in the areas that we need help and allow others to be able to elevate us as we. I love it. I was reading a scripture today, guys, Zephaniah 316. It says that God will rescue his people. And then he says, in every place you were put to shame, I will renew your name and I will give you fame. And that's Zephaniah 316. It goes to the end of the chapel chapter. And then he says something interesting in this scripture he says, I will renew your fortunes before your very eyes. And Glenn, that is something as your brother, man, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that Alpo glow you got. And God has renewed your fortunes. And I've seen it in Amy's life because we're friends. Dr. Colleen, uh, Al Pacino and I, we have great talks. Uh, Dr. Ryan, I see it in your life. But uh, it's a beautiful thing, guys, that we're not alone. So, um, Al, tell us one more time, how can we get a hold of the MindMe app so people can see and be benefited by this? Yes, uh, so exactly. We released the MindMe app at a scientific conference called Decentralized Clinical Trials in Boston literally about three weeks ago. So this is the first time we're popularizing it on Tim's show here on, on the Clubhouse, matter of fact. So uh, you can go to mindmecompanion.com. And there's some QR codes that you can go, get, guide you directly to the Apple or the Google Store. And you can download it free of charge. So you can have Tim as your digital MindMe companion. So you can ask him on a daily basis, you know, about how you assess yourself and ask that digital companion based on scientific proof. How are you going to be able to better your day today? Okay, I love it. Let's do parting shots. Uh... Glenn Lundy, let's all take 60 seconds. What are your thoughts for today of turning setbacks to comebacks? Okay, I'll go to Dr. Colleen Hawthorne. 60 seconds, parting shots, turning setbacks to comebacks. Tim, awesome, awesome segment, turning setbacks to comebacks and learning that we have, you know, these new tools coming to help us to 
to do that as it relates to our mental and emotional health and wellness. Um, so, so excited about what we're doing. Thank you for bringing these folks. Thanks for inviting me to the conversation as well. Okay. All right. Uh, Amy Van Slambra, parting shot. Oh, thank you for this time and um, being allowed to be in this discussion, Tim. I think it really boils down to, I think, some very basic truths that God put in scripture for all of us, you know, that whether it's using technology or not, that we're not expected to turn setbacks into comebacks alone. That if you reach out and you, you partner with power, and if you start with loving yourself, no matter where you are in that setback, no matter how imperfect or damaged you may feel, there will always be purpose if you take that first step. And that's all you have to take just reach out because that makes all the difference that's how i've done it that's how we all do it okay i love it and dr ryan clemens and al pacino i want to thank you guys for being on al if you could tell us in the last 60 seconds i have because i always end on the hour tell us one more time how to get the mind me app yes absolutely it's go to mindmecompanion.com and go to that website. There's some QR codes, mindmecompanion.com. Okay, and Dr. Ryan, thank you for being on. Did you enjoy yourself? I had a great time. It was my first clubhouse. And so thank you. And to be with Tim, that's amazing. Thank you very much. All right, make sure and follow everybody that's on here. Dr. Colleen Hawthorne, Amy Van Slambrook, Isis, follow her, the master moderator, Al Pacino, the Al Pacino, Dr. Ryan Clements, Watch me end right on time, guys. Watch, watch, watch how I do this, okay? <laughs> and then I will be back again in two weeks. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.